0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome
0: to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound as episode 397 of the Breaker and Power Hour. We are three away from the big 400 number, big underscore vein. Getting close. Getting close. What are you drinking there? An orange mango body armor. I've heard those are pretty delightful. They are amazing. I, I think I've only had one one time, maybe. Not that flavor though.
1: They are. Um, it's like a really good Gatorade, right? It's yeah, it's much better than a Gatorade though. Yeah. Like, it,
0: like for your body, better.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get it twisted, Baker. It's they not are, a it's
0: not a juicer, huh?
1: No, they are not healthy. But um, I mean, it's. It, it does have a lot more vitamins and stuff in it than, than a Gatorade. Gatorade's just sugar water. I
0: mean, well, yeah, but that's what makes it good, <laughs> right? This, I mean, this blue is,
1: sugar water. This is too, but it also has vitamins and stuff like that, in it. and it's has uh, got made with coconut water and oh, nice, yeah,
0: good old body armor, good oh, yeah. stuff, good stuff. Well, we got a lot to talk about today, Big UnderScore Man. We got a lot of wrestling talk. We got a little bit of movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk. PHPW fatality is rapidly approaching here at the end of September. Yes plus uh, we have more tournament action we're heading into the um, the semifinals of the cringy WCW tournament. Hope you wrote them down because I forgot which ones are in it. I absolutely wrote them down good deal somebody's gotta lead the ship good deal <laughs> All right well we got some wrestling talk why do you say we dive into it here let's do it Well here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while breaker and Bay take a little break cracking them buying energies well, listen to me you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, Big Underscore ban, you did something I was not expecting. You ordered a pay per view. Yep,
1: yep. I ordered all out. Um, biggest mistake of my life. Worst pay per view
0: I've ever seen. Ever. Oh, I, I think a horror show at Extreme Rules last year was definitely way better. Everything WWE has put out in the last two
1: years has. Head and Shoulders been a million times better than that pay per view.
0: Yeah, we lost subscribers now because people yeah. are pissed. Good, <laughs> <laughs> I'm weeding out the shit stains. Weeding them out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like, um, what made you decide to get it? Just just because uh, everyone was talking about it, or uh, I wanted to see CM Punk's match.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the main reason. Uh, but I was pleasantly surprised. But just about every match.
0: I know. It was... It was a, that was probably their best pay-per-view ever. Yeah.
1: I don't think there was one match on that card that I was like, well... I, I, there was maybe one match that I probably could have skipped. But, like... And that was poor Paul White. You know what I mean? Like, that Yeah. Was just, I just felt bad because that was just a bad spot for them to have him in. I mean, it
0: was smart to put him there, but it was just... Watching him walk really made me, like, feel sad. Yeah, cuz he's did that. You feel the same way? Yeah,
1: I noticed that uh when he first started doing the the stick with him, I was like he's not walking too well. It kind of reminded me of Andre. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: It, it just Do you think it's one of those things where he's like, "No, I can still go." Yeah. And like I I have to still go and but like you don't. Like you you've right. created I mean, and maybe this is also just give me one match I can say I had my last match in AEW. I don't know. Like
1: it could be. And it was it was what it was. I mean, I didn't want it to be a long match. I don't think he wanted anybody wanted it to be a long match. I mean, it was got in there, beat him up, walk out, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, it gave QT a uh, pay-per-view match, which was good. He Absolutely. doesn't get a ton of those and I think he's very underrated. Super talented guy. Yeah. And I feel like he's really come a long way as a heel. Yeah. So, uh that was cool, but yeah, I agree. That that was, and it wasn't even a bad match. It was, no, no. it no. was just like man, he's not moving well.
1: Yeah. And that was, that was all that was. I mean, I, I love seeing Paul White on my TV screen. Nothing wrong with him. But I just, like, the match that came right before that and then the match that came right after that, I was like, oh, God, feel bad for him, you know?
0: Yes. Well, I mean, you're sandwiching between the AEW title and the return of CM Punk. Right. Like, that's it's a hard spot to fill. Yeah, it really is. Overall, though, um, you talked about, like, in the show, is, is it still weird to buy, like, a $50 pay-per-view for you? Oh, big time. Because. I won't. I won't do it every time. Yeah. Um, but
1: you know, knowing it was CM Punk's first match back in seven years, I wanted to see that, and then rumors, right? Well, but I don't, and I know they were there, but I don't recall reading any rumors. I mean, we've talked about Brian and Cole showing up in AEW, but I don't really remember
0: necessarily reading rumors that like, oh, it's going to happen at all out. Like I was, I wasn't expecting it. I thought it would probably happen yeah. because that's the place to make it happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Like I did, I definitely didn't. I thought it'd be Adam Cole, or I'm sorry, I thought it'd be Dan, Brian Danielson mm. coming out to get in Kenny Omega's face. Yeah. So the Adam Cole one did shock me. Yeah. Now looking back on what he said is like, you know, like anyone who's in another company or they're already dead. Right. I was like, okay, that's Adam Cole. But at right. the time, I didn't love his music. By the way. Yeah, I do too. I, I mean. Although to me it wasn't a shock that he was there, it was just like I. It was always like, "Whoa, there, there's Adam there Cole." There he is. Yep. yep. No, he's
1: he's one like like I've been saying the past few weeks. Like he belongs in AEW. Sure. More yeah. than anybody else, he belongs in AEW. Those are his boys. His wife's there. I mean, he's a perfect fit for yeah. the show. So, and not to mention, I, I I feel like this will be the first time we get to see free reign Adam Cole. Yes. Like at least for me, because I never watched his Ring of Honor stuff. So, this will be fun for me because of how great he is, how great he was in NXT. I feel like he's going to be that much greater kind of without a leash around his neck. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited to see it. Plus, then Brian Danielson showing up. Yeah. I mean, that was badass. Uh, That was, I feel like we were all expecting it, but that was something I never actually thought I'd see. Right. You know, because it's like he's a, to me, he's a WWE guy.
0: He has been. I mean, but granted, I mean, he was a Ring of Honor guy for a long time before that. Yeah, but, you know, when when I think of that, I feel like that's, like,
1: the midway point. You know, that'd be like somebody saying, like, he's an MLW guy
0: right now. Sure. You know, to me, anyway. That's, yeah.
1: That's how it seems. like. Well, but he was
0: there for such a long time. Yeah. I mean, he was there from, what, 02 to, like, what, 09 or something? Yeah. I mean, it was a long time. He, he
1: he spent a lot of his early years there, but I just, I, I look at him as a WWE guy. And I mean, they've he's done reality shows with them. He's multiple-time
0: heavyweight champ. I mean... It just, his father in law is in the office.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah,
0: it's, there's a, when he brought that up, I didn't even put that together. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. Lauren works, yeah. You know, high up in the company again. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of red tape to unpack there.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: For sure. So it's a, uh... It's
1: interesting. I never actually thought that I would I would see him in AEW, but I I like it, and and I I actually liked what he said. Like after the show, I don't know if you got a chance to see it or not, but he was
0: basically like, "I'm one of the few people who absolutely loved where I worked and still left." Mm-hmm. And it's like Adam Cole is actually very complimentary too. Yeah, and, and I mean I I think there's that. I, it's smart to be complimentary, sure, because you don't know if you need to go back. Because there's like the. You know, just being like, yeah, it was a great place. And then there's CM Punk. Like, right. I fucking hated that place. and made me sick and I almost who, died. Who doesn't care. You, right. You know. So, I mean, I, I kind of look at that as like when Ric Flair left WCW to join WWE. And then he went back to WCW. And mm-hmm. he was like, I didn't want to go. I loved it there. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but you still left. Right. I mean, we can say what we want to when we're f- featured with that company. But yeah, they left for a reason. Obviously, yep. but um, and whether that's a lighter schedule, more money, more creative freedom, whatever it might be, they still left. And I don't know, like um, Jericho put out a thing that pretty soon AEW is going to start beating Raw in the ratings.
1: Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I guess and they I, I already guess did in the demog- demographics. And one
0: demographic they did this week, and um, he said four to six months, and he's like, I didn't really think it'd be four to six days, but here we are. Yeah, it's one of those things, like. Do you think AEW just kind of caught WWE sleeping at the wheel a little bit? I think so. And so did WCW, you know, because there never been like legitimate competition. Yeah, and
1: and I'm not saying AEW's. I say AEW is WCW a lot, but like it in regards to it's very similar. In in regards to them being like bloating up and then failing, like I'm not saying they're WCW. I'm just saying that. Once WWE gets that kick in the ass they need, then shits might change.
0: Well, and, and I think management will be a lot different in AEW because with oh, Bischoff, yeah. I think was a smart guy, but he also had to like, he had to deal with the Time Warner people. Yes. And
1: this Tony, is all Tony Khan.
0: All Tony Khan. So like he's making his own decisions. He's, yeah. you know, doing his own pocketbook. I I assume at least to some degree. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's got guys doing it for him, but like, but yeah, but it's I mean, under he's his thumb. Yeah, yeah, it's under his thumb for sure. And, um, and, you know, and that's another thing, too. Like, uh, rumors are Bray Wyatt's going to pop up. Yeah. I mean, like, the next pay per views is full gear. Like, what do you think? Do you think he shows up there? It could be. You know, and... and, and but what does Bray I, Wyatt do there? I know the
1: running gag is everybody needs to be the Dark Order's leader. Yeah. I know that's the running gag on Twitter, and everybody's probably telling me to shut the hell up right now. But... They've been already, the Dark Order's whole shtick right now is that they're fighting each other. Like, they're mad at each other. They're mm. fight, you know, amongst themselves. It makes perfect sense. that, And even JR said on commentary, like, well, the problem is they don't have
0: any, like, real leadership at the moment.
1: You, you think know? they're
0: setting the, the pieces in place? Yes.
1: And whether that's Bray Wyatt, I don't know. But to me, it makes sense. Like, Bray Wyatt he makes does. the most sense. And so... I would be 100% for that and I think um, bringing in somebody of that caliber is
0: super smart. It definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you were going that's and that's a hard thing to kind of to trick because you don't want to disrespect Brody, right? But they were, like, best of friends. And
1: that's why I I don't think with Bray. I think anybody else, it probably would seem disrespectful. I feel like with Bray, it would be, like, in remembrance. You know what I mean? He would
0: probably do something to kind of really put over the fact that, like, I'm doing this for my boy type of thing. Yes. Yeah. And you may be right. We got to touch on this because... um, I feel like this one gets overlooked. Ruby Soho. Yeah. I wanted to mention her, man. Cause I, she was another one, you know, like I
1: said, I wasn't really expecting Adam Cole or Daniel Bryan. I
0: hadn't,
1: I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I had no idea that she was going to show up Yeah, as the Joker. And, and I, you, it her. has to be somebody though, right? It does. Yeah. And, and I remember thinking like, Hmm. And it's, and it, I thought it was interesting that they brought the women's battle royal back. You yeah. Know? And so it made perfect sense that she showed up. Um, and props to her
0: they let her win the whole damn thing that's amazing I know I, I, I came down to her and Thunder Rosa and I was like man I, I like both of these I love Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa is my jam I think she's awesome and so you know when I feel like at least with aew and this will come and you know, I'm an aew apologist I'll always say that but I feel like some of the knocks they had other oh, women's divisions not very good that to me showed that like they are improving it drastically it just takes time.
1: Well, it takes time, and and again, I feel like you can look at their men's division at the beginning of their their show. Their men's division really wasn't that
0: good. Right. They had the elite, but other than that, it was a bunch of young guys. No one was established yet. Right. Now, Jungle Boy's becoming a star. Luchasaurus right. is becoming a star. Right. I mean, you have got all these guys like that are starting to get stuff going for them, but it mm-hmm. takes a little bit.
1: It does, and I think that's I think Darby that's, Allen's another one. Yeah. When do when first time I saw Darby Allen, I was like, oof. Yeah. It, it, same with Jungle Boy. I was like, I am not sold on these guys. They're like, too small. Right. These are kids. And, you know, and, and, but then like the more you watch them, it's like, okay, they got something. Okay. Hell yeah. These guys are badass, you know. And it just, it does. It takes a minute. And I think that's the problem with the women's division. I mean, but the way I th- look at the women's division, you got Thunder Rosa. Now you got Ruby Soho. You got Britt Baker. You got, uh, Tay Conti,
0: Uh, Anna Jay, Anna Jay,
1: Chris Statlander, dude, the freaking women's division is kind of stacked.
0: Yeah, I was actually, I was very impressed with the Chris Statlander. um, Yeah, she's awesome. Britt Baker match, I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought they, I mean, for. For Matt, I mean, again, I'm not, I don't see a lot of story going in because mm-hmm. I just didn't know about Big Swole. She's awesome. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, there's so many that I feel like Big Swole, I remember seeing her. She was all the Japanese, like Hakurashida. Oh, the, yeah. Amy Sakura, all those guys, all those yes. girls that are, that are Japanese. Even like Japanese.
1: Roho or Roho? Yeah, Riho.
0: Riho. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so many talented women um, that it's, you know, it's kind of like hard. Like, who do you pick in the, for Britt Baker to defend the title against? Like, and that, there's so many. And the thing is, is like,
1: it's not that these aren't talented women, it's just you don't know them yet. Right. And that's that's the big issue that I have. And it, it does take a little while and and I mean it's same same thing with WWE, man. There's if you if you watch NXT, like flip on NXT one week, I don't know who half those women are anymore. Right. Because it changes. So it much. changes so much. And it's, it's it's it has nothing to do with their talent, it's just I don't know who they are. So it's hard for me to get involved in it. Right. And so I think that's the same way with AEW. It took takes a
0: while unless you're just watching it religiously it takes a while to like get into the characters well and then you know i feel like uh, tony khan has done a really good job with dark and i know yes. a lot of people probably can't sit through dark because it's like 17 squash matches mm-hmm. but what that's done is built up equity in a lot of these people yeah. to allow them tv time to to get better at their craft because they don't really have like a developmental system right so it's like hey we're going to do dark give you a chance to work give you a chance to be in front of a you know a crowd up and you know until the COVID stuff obviously but you know, be in front of people, get get your reps in, and all that stuff, and then that way, when it's time, like Jade Cargill, like I didn't know who she was. She just yeah. pops up. She's just like freaking, looks like Storm. She's yeah. an Amazon, you know. Like, yeah. and then all these other women that have been able to step up and become great performers, and yeah. you know, right now, like WWE, could they do a thirty woman Royal Rumble? Yeah, because they have. But I wouldn't have thought AEW could have done that a year ago, and they just right. showed that they could. Yeah, all in house. I mean, it was great. Yeah,
1: I thought it was awesome, and and like I said, I I love the fact that it came down between, um, uh,
0: Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. Right, because you don't know who's could who could win either. Either, one, either win. one of those could have could have gone up
1: against Britt Baker.
0: But. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, Serena Deeb's another one they have, and she's injured right now, but she's amazing too. Oh yeah, and she, uh, she actually just
1: recently started doing a, a gimmick that she's the uh, woman of a thousand. and holds
0: yeah and i'm like well that's badass kind of ironic that the entire straight edge society's under aew again isn't it well by god (laughs) that's that's such a weird thing when you shave her head, (laughs) shave her head, (laughs) like because i mean gallows is not there but he's there you know like he's he's part of it obviously so i'm like how interesting yeah um but yeah man i loved aew i thought all out was was awesome like i i felt like punk look great we talked about this a little bit what you think about punk's tights he came out with the uh, pants not the trunks. so a different look i personally i think smart move because right away it sets him apart from how he used to look i will
1: say this i never in my life thought i would have rather seen a man in less clothing sure but um it's, they kind of look weird to you it did it did and by the end of the match, I feel like I was used to it and right. I was okay with it. But like it, him walking out, I was like,
0: "Does he have sweatpants on?" Yeah. And then for for the walk down, I was like, "Oh no, those are he's wearing tights." The the one wardrobe change that really bothered me was in 05 is when Shawn Michaels started wearing like the pants that kind of looked like his chaps, but they weren't. Yes, and is with that match with Kurt Angle, and I remember just being like, "Why isn't he taking his?" his chaps off yet. Yeah. Like, what's, is he wrestling in, oh no. Yeah. He's not wrestling in those. Like that whole match, I was bothered by it. Yeah. Now, I'm totally used to it. Yeah. And it didn't, like I watched that match, I'm like, this match is great. I don't know why I was so fascinated on his pants. Right. Who gives a shit? Right. But at that time, it was such a drastic change. You're like, wait, what? Well, and,
1: Right. And I only cared about it through his entrance. Once, right.
0: once they started wrestling, it, it didn't bother me anymore. Me and you were texting. You were like, I don't know if I like those pants. Yeah. And I was like, I think they would have been better if maybe they had more design on them. They were almost a tad too plain. They were super plain. Yeah. Which, I mean. And like I even said, it's like if they did the Chicago Stars on one side and then maybe like a big ice cream bar yeah, uh, maybe, you know, or Punk real big, I mean, it might have been different. Because like yeah. with Edge. His those huge designs, and right. that's what to me makes them look cool. Right. When pants are kind of plain, they're just plain. Well, I, you know, you were
1: talking about Shawn Michaels. There was a, there was an image that popped up. I think it was one of the elimination chambers or something where he had like brown tights on. Poop brown, yeah. And there was like no design on them, and I'm like, my god, those are ugly. Yeah. And so it's like CM Punk's
0: wasn't that bad, but they were they were like just pretty plain. Well, that was that weird 2002 transition because that first match back he wore jeans, which made sense. Yeah. like it was a street fight. Street fight, yeah. yeah. And then he uh, did that elimination chamber. I didn't really have gear, so they tried to make something real quick and it turned out poop brown. And yeah, That's sad. he had one match on Raw where he wore new tights, and they just said HBK, but they weren't like the Heartbreak Kid. Oh, okay. They were like black with silver designs. And they actually looked cool. Um, he wore those against Rob Van Dam once, and then. Uh, then that's when he was like, "I'm the Heartbreak Kid's back," and that's when he started wearing like the the classic HBK tights again. But I and I always liked those. I did too. I always thought those because that's what we remember, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it just something about those long, loose fitting pants. Initially, I was like, "The hell," yeah. you know. It just it looked weird, I guess. Yeah. But then you get used to it, and that's that's Shawn Michaels. Yep. Um, I sent this over to you. I thought this was a fun thing that I think is right up your alley. Big underscore Bane. Netflix doing a special. Take, I think it's Undertaker's Mansion or Taker's Mansion. And uh, it's going to feature the New Day. It's going to be a interactive film. Um, we've talked about that in the past with uh, uh, Black Mirror, um, Bandersnatch, where mm-hmm. it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. But they're in- incorporating WWE stars, obviously with The Undertaker. It's very Halloween-themed. Mm-hmm. This, this sounds fun, man.
1: Yeah, it, it sounds fun. Uh, who knows if it'll be good or not? Um, I don't have high hopes for it to be good. But if
0: it's fun, that's, that's all that matters. Well, when you say good, I th- I don't think this is not good this is geared towards kids, right? Of course, yeah. I think it could be enjoyable though. Uh, that's what I'm
1: saying. Like, yeah. I mean as long as it's enjoyable, that's fine.
0: Yeah. You know. I'm surprised you're not more hyped about it being a Halloween guy. Uh I am burnt out
1: on the Undertaker, man. Are you too uh, much yeah, taker? Yeah, too much taker. Kind of like when you were like burn um, out on the rock. Yeah, still burn out on the rock. You know. Um Love the Guy to Death, think he's think he's phenomenal in all of his movies, but I'm just Kind of burnout on him. Um,
0: Where does the Undertaker burnout come from?
1: There's just been a lot of them, you know. I feel like he pops up
0: a lot, you know,
1: and uh, just kind of, kind of over it.
0: Kind of <laughs> over it, huh? It's too much, Taker. <laughs>
1: yeah. Although, although I did see a, a funny TikTok. He was talking about Hulk Hogan uh, on TikTok yesterday, and he was talking about how uh, that. I guess it was a match right before this Tuesday in Texas when they had a match. Yeah, Survivor Series. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan was – he was talking about how Hulk Hogan said that, like, all day backstage, like, hey, be careful. I got my hurt my neck's hurt, so I'm worried about taking your move. And I guess when he
0: – have you heard this story before? Yeah. And, I've, yeah. and have you seen – did they show the pile driver? Yeah. He clearly didn't hit his head. My foot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Hogan was
1: like, well, the problem was, brother, you were holding me too tight. I couldn't move at all. <laughs> and that's what jammed my neck. <laughs>
0: See, I heard there was a lot of animosity there initially yeah. because a taker felt like he buried him. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. He 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 did take care of him. Yes. It's pretty obvious. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Because he did the tombstone on the chair, right? Right. And Flair's holding it, and yeah. And it's pretty clear, like he missed it by a country mile. He took, he took care of him, yeah. As good as he could have. Yeah. 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 That's. Sad. That's Terry for you.
1: I thought I thought that was funny, but yeah, other than that, I'm kind of burnt out on seeing Taker.
0: I can understand that. But I think this will be a fun fun way to incorporate his character without him wrestling though. And that's kind of what yes. that's kind of what made me excited. I was like, this is more this is more what they need to be doing. Yes. Especially with AEW creeping up, man. Like take your stuff out of the ring, do stuff like this, get known in the pop culture realm as opposed to just wrestling. Yes. Very smart. Uh, Mick Foley made some news. He made a little video that uh, a lot of people probably didn't appreciate. He kind of called out WWE for their lack of creative process and mm-hmm. said, like, no longer is this the place for a young talents to want to go to. It's now AEW. And he's not wrong. And he called out, the main thing he pointed out was the and Cross thing. Yes. Which we've talked about. And he used the old phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. and Cross to me, was a huge bright spot of NXT over mm-hmm. the last year or so. And then WWE's got him looking like a gimp. I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah. I. I don't. I mean, it's like you're the shitty demolition guy. Like yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. At all, and I think that's what he was talking about. And who knows? I mean, it's one of those things. Like,
1: if it comes out the carrying cross was like, guys, this was my idea. Then I'd be like, okay. You know, that's but cool. I don't
0: think that it was. I don't think
1: it was either. That's why I'm like all on board with Nikki Cross, because Nikki's came out and been like, This is my idea. I want to superhero, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, well then I'm on board. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But like with this, it feels like a forced thing and it's dumb and I don't like it. And there was nothing wrong with carrying cross to begin with. Right. And the only the only gripe I have ever had about carrying cross was that I felt like he's too intense all the time. Mm-hmm. Felt like he, if he toned it down a little bit, it would be like badass. But like, it's carrying across. I mean, he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants to do. He's legit badass. Hmm. So, but they've completely
0: ruined him on the main roster. Like he's not even featured in the Hulu version anymore. Right. And so, and was former NXT champion. Right. And, and is that part of that power struggle? Where I think so. You know, like by God, we're gonna change this guy because we need to. Even though, because i I've, I've had this theory. You know, Triple H came up with NXT as the as the breeding ground to get the next generation of talent ready for the main roster. So that way, when a guy like Karrion Cross shows up, there's really nothing you need to do. He's ready and he's good to go. Yeah. But what that does is that leaves Vince out of the loop. Yeah. And I wonder if Vince is, like, pissed about that. And so they're like, nope, that's why we're going to change things. Up oh, Neville, you're going to get a cape. Ascension, you're going to get face paint. You know, like, very few guys come in unchanged. Vince likes to create. I mean, right. that's, that's one of his
1: things. He likes to, like, I mean, you look back at the 90s. I mean, he made all those gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Half of them were stinkers, but, like, yeah. I mean, that's what he does. He likes to create. So when Triple H has him ready to go, it, I feel like Vince is, like, just twiddling his thumbs, you know, like, well, what do I do? Yeah. You know, he's, I mean, he's sitting there just stewing. So I I don't need a mask, right? Like he's, he's gotta, he's gotta be thinking of ways to quote unquote improve him. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I 100% agree with Mick Foley. If, if I was a, an up and coming talent in the wrestling business and I had a choice to go to either AEW or WWE, even knowing that most people are going to AEW right now, I would still go to AEW because I know like I could do whatever the hell I want with my character. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I could still be me at AEW. At WWE, I'd have to think of a new gimmick. I'd have to think of 10 gimmicks and then present all of them and let them decide which one's the best. And then, you know, I mean, I'd have to like pick 20 different names out of a hat and let them help me out. Decide. You know, all that bullshit that you've told me you've had to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that sounds horrible to me. And so I, I, I'm 100% with Mick Foley in that sense where it's like, yeah. AW sounds like the winner here.
0: Well, and also I didn't make note of this, but I guess a lot of people were upset on Raw because Jeff Hardy was just out there chasing the 24-7 title. And See, they didn't show that on the version, Right, brother. and it's like, really? Yeah. Jeff Hardy? And I guess Matt Hardy made a little bit of a tweet, just like, hey, just letting everyone know that, yeah, I love my brother Jeff and I want what's best for him. Yeah. And that led to speculation that I, th- I think Jeff did recently re-sign. I don't know the specifics, but kind of makes you think. He's probably thinking, damn, that was a mistake.
1: And now, like, you know, you and I had the conversation on here about um, Jeff Hardy versus Cross. Yeah. recently when that whole thing went down. And I was playing devil's advocate in the sense that I was like, well, maybe they're pushing Jeff Hardy to the moon again.
0: Give him one last run. And they're not. Clearly that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... So what the hell? Yeah, and that's the thing is like people, I think, are kind of looking back like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, I look at AEW this past week and I didn't watch the show, but I saw the clips. But it looks like they're trying to give a little push to Pillman Jr. Like, yes. Hell yeah. Like, and I think that was because he was in his hometown. Sure. But I mean, like, at the same time, like, if he can knock it out of the park. Absolutely. That gives a little bit more of something to, to him and mm-hmm. him and their verbally sparring with MJF is great. And apparently, I don't know if you saw this, but I guess shortly after that show, his sister went into labor. Yes. And, like, she yeah. had her baby. He's like, I don't know if MJF is responsible or not. Yeah. But, which I thought that was great. And then Punk looks like he's starting a feud with Team Taz. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's fantastic. Yes. But I know he, he mentioned, like, yeah, I want to wrestle Hobbs. I want to wrestle Ricky Starks. And I'm like, yeah. good on you. Like, get in there with those young guys. That, that, to me, is such a fun, unique thing. And, like, if you look at the AEW roster – I'm like we could see Kenny Omega and Adam Cole, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson. I mean, I know him and Adam Cole are in the same right, stable, right. but like Punk brought up, like I like see me and Brian Danielson against the Young Bucks. Yeah, I'm like that's super. Hell yeah, fun. yeah. I mean, that's fun. Like there's a lot of fun matches. WWE could have that too, but I don't feel like we're seeing that. I don't think WWE
1: cares about fun matches. I think they care about stories, and it's not that their stories are even that great for them to be. But
0: have a fun match with a story. Like to me, the last match where I was like, "That's really cool." Rollins and Edge. Yeah, because it's like that's never been done before. They had a little bit of a squabble years ago when Edge was mm-hmm. retired, and now it's like they're back and they brought in the brood stuff. I was like, that's great. Yeah, but now they're like gearing up for Roman and Lesnar three, and I'm like, damn it, I don't care. Right. You know, I've seen this already.
1: Right. And, and to be to play devil's advocate, this is a different Roman Reigns.
0: Right. So probably a different outcome. Um, because I, and I'm not saying that won't be good because it will be. Right. But it's like. You know, like re- when they're giving you something fresh and you're yes. like, ooh, I can sink my teeth into this. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you a match we gave you in 2015. Right. Come on. Yeah. And
1: and I, I feel like WWE is at the point where it's like, well, what do we do to combat this? <laughs> right. Because Explain this
0: to me like I'm a five-year-old.
1: Right. Because logically, you would have to, I feel like, start fresh because... Well, Everything would, in their company, I feel like has already been
0: done. Well, first thing I would do is I would stop releasing your guys that you can have these fresh matches exactly. With. That would be number one. That's what I'm saying. Cause like if you look at their roster, it's all the guys
1: that have already feuded. Like, I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of who's left. I mean, right. The coolest thing that they have done in the past like month or so was they spent basically half of Monday night raw doing the tag team turmoil. Mm. Like that took up most of Raw. This past week. And it's like, well,
0: finally you guys highlight the tag team division. Yeah, because the other tag team division is great. Right. Like how good was that cage match?
1: Yeah. I mean, insane. And and obviously none of that comes close to that, ta- that cage match. Right. But it was still like.
0: But it's, it's something different. Right.
1: And but it's. I feel like there's not a whole lot because if you look at Monday Night Raw, like right now they're trying to have Bobby Lashley be a multi-time or not multi-time, but have more than one title. It's like, hmm, have you seen that before? Yeah. Um, but but then Randy Orton's trying to go for the title again, so we're going to get Randy versus Bobby, and I'm sure we've seen that before, but that
0: feels fresh to me because it's been a long time. If we have, it's fresh, but then it's like, oh, great, Randy's going for the title again, right? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of oh, why I like him in the tag division. It's right? Like, it's different. It's different. Yeah. You know. And let him do that for a little while. Yeah. Um other interesting news, I don't even know if you are aware of this, but apparently Kevin Owens contract is coming up sooner than later. Yeah. And there's already been some teases that he's uh he's jumping to AEW. Oh, I saw the coordinates, pal. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then did you see the uh his location set almost there and the bucks put there? Yeah. <laughs> <on> there's <laughs> I'm like, it's pretty pretty obvious. Um so what do you think? Do you think we think you see Kevin Steen in AEW? I do. I, I, and I would, again, it makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, I would imagine him. I'd imagine that Sami Zayn goes too. Maybe um, see El Generico back. As fun as that would be, I don't think we will. You don't think so? Um, just because he's
0: already made such a name for himself without the mask. But but wouldn't that for like the in, I mean because AEW appealing to the indie cred guys. Yeah, I think people would pop if El Generico showed back up. Oh, big time, big time, he would. But, and, and I mean, why not do both? Right. Well, and that's the thing. To some, I mean, some degree. You yeah, know? I, mean, I mean, like, people could. know. I mean, it's not like it's going to be like a Of huge course. St- but he's also done a really good job this whole time as he never actually said, yeah, I was El Generico. Right. He, You know, he's always kind of just, you know, like, supposedly, you know, and, yeah. and kind of led people to make their own conclusions. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But still, right. you know, it's, it's a fun thing. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I think uh, Kevin Steen, which will also be kind of a hard thing to kind of get back to uh, saying. Yeah. Could uh, could possibly make the jump. I mean, but then again, it's like my God, there is a lot of guys in AEW. Yeah, I but mean, I mean, that that could refresh like Steen and Jericho, which is like that never that had such good heat in WWE, but yes. never got a good payoff.
1: Yep. So well, I'd I'd be completely okay with that. I, I mean, I I would one hundred percent be completely okay with those guys jumping. But again, it goes back to like, what do you do with all these guys? Yeah. And I mean, I know, again, Dark, Dark Elevation, I get it, but like...
0: Well, and apparently Dark's going to start taping at Universal Studios. Which so do you think it'll maybe be more like a Saturday yeah. night main event? Saturday night, worldwide, you know, WCW Pro, those type of shows. Yeah, Smaller crowd, a little bit of a different feel, but also highlight the younger talent. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea. And and
1: I still, I'm still of the mindset with Dark and Dark Elevation, and I've never seen Dark Elevation, so maybe it is like this, but I think Dark should maybe not be 15 minute, or 15, two, three minute squash matches. I think maybe it should be like five or six matches. I think they might be redoing it a bit. I hope so, because I, I think you could do that, and then kind of like what CM Punk said, like, we don't have to wrestle every week. You know what right. I mean? like. Maybe you only have a guy, somebody wrestle on dark once a month, you know, and that way you can take time to highlight everybody, with giving them good solid matches.
0: Well, and that's the thing is, I think it looked they released um, some. They're doing some shows in September in yeah. Universal already, and I, they were releasing like times, and it was like two dates. It was like a twelve thirty and like a three thirty show, so two shows over the course of two days, I think. Yeah. So like probably four total tapings, and they're probably going to use the same crews. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see the same guys, but maybe the next taping all different people. Hopefully, yeah. But they still had some name, like Eddie Kingston was on the poster, so okay. Maybe he's there that first taping. The second taping, they bring in someone else. Yeah, which I think is great. So, I mean, again, it just highlights people, which is fun. Absolutely. Triple H recently uh, had surgery. What would you think about that, man? Uh,
1: you know. Pretty shitty. That sucks. You it's know? Scary, dude. Yeah. Like,
0: did it? Did you find it weird that they didn't? They said cardiac event, but they didn't really say heart attack. Was it a heart attack? Isn't that isn't that what a cardiac event would be?
1: Not necessarily. Like, I mean, it, it, I think it. I think you can have a cardiac event without having a full on heart attack. I gotcha. Um, I just didn't
0: know if that was them trying to change your own words. Maybe it could be. I mean, like medical facility instead of a hospital. Right. Um.
1: But. I don't know. And it also, maybe they said that because heart attack sounds like, Oh God, he's going to die. It does. You know,
0: he's expected to make a full recovery, but that was kind of a unexpected thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely sucks. And, um,
1: I'm, I'm sure he's stressed out to the max
0: right now. He's gotta be, you know, he's gotta be, I mean, with everything that's happening and, you know, and I kind of wonder. We talked about this before. I guess there's been a retrek where it's like, oh no, no, Vince and and, and Bruce Prichard, they're not taking over the creative of WWE. They're just taking over producing it, whatever the hell that means. But I kind of wonder that means if it was the, the same thing, pretty much. I but I wondered if that was a thing of like you got to beat AEW or I'm taken over. Yeah, and that's not really fair because one company is fresh, the other company, like, I mean, let's let's be honest, NXT hasn't to me really been fresh since probably what 2018. Yeah. So it's been a little bit and and also I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, it's twenty twenty one. There's a thing
1: called DBR. Yeah. You don't have to pick one or the other. Right. I mean, it's just the the ratings aren't gonna be there for one of the companies and it just so happens that everybody wants to watch AEW live. And NXT's on demand the next day. Right.
0: So it doesn't it they were doomed to fail in the rating wars of, of Wednesday. Yeah. Sometimes that's all that matters though. And you look at someone like Vince, he probably doesn't care. Like beat him. He probably doesn't even know. He probably <laughs> didn't even th- like. Probably no one has ever said that to him.
1: Yeah. Because everybody's like, well, by God, Vince, you're right. You know, well, he's always you know
0: surrounded by yes
1: men. Of course, it, it, and that's all it is. If somebody would just be like, no, Vince, DVR exists, man. You know, like <laughs> but nobody's gonna tell him that.
0: Right. I mean, I don't know. It mean, is what it is. Yeah, it's a wild thing. But we got a little bit of movie talk here. Why don't we say we dive into it? Let's do it.
1: This is Breaker and Bane up at the movies. Yeah. This is Breaker and Bane up at the movies. Yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? See
0: what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Um, I thought this isn't really newsworthy, but I thought mm-hmm. it's it's worth mentioning just because it's funny to me. Netflix loses The Office. Yep. Which I know is a, is a big. Uh, High point for you to use Netflix. Yeah, and uh, at that point, it's like, oh, that's not really Netflix's fault. Peacock took it back. Yeah, but then Netflix, I thought, to give you the real one-two punch right to the gonads, they pick up Seinfeld, which is like your least favorite show ever, maybe. Yeah, and
1: um, I don't know. I don't get on Netflix any, anyway. Um, you boycotting them? <laughs> yeah. F F F Netflix. Um, yeah. I, so that's. Just one more reason why Netflix is the, the shits, you know? I mean, it's why the, that company's in the damn shape it's in, <laughs> because of shit like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just so ironic that they take your favorite show of all time, more yeah. or less, and add one of your least favorites, but uh, one more quick thing I want to touch on in here before we uh, dive into our toy talk. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 comes up, comes about this, uh, I believe, the 16th, so it'll probably be like a week from today or tomorrow, yeah. um, depending on when you listen to this, but it's going to be an interesting season, man. I think these season openers that plane ride from hell, we've heard about that a lot. Um, yes. that will be an interesting one. Also the steroid trial. Yeah. I'm curious, like dark side of the ring. I feel like is really good about getting a lot of different perspectives mm-hmm. of a lot of different people throughout the, this, this series. So I'm, those are two episodes I'm really looking forward to. I hope they talk to like lawyers. and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love, episode. I would love that. And, the plane ride from hell i i hope they interview people that were like working though the, the airline yeah oh yeah you know what i mean because yeah. i feel like anyone can anyone involved can push a story to their own narrative but well, like the, and the wrestlers are going to do that right talk it yeah. like i liked when they did collision in korea that they talked to like the newscaster that was talking about it you know or yes. or like john stossel like the guy that actually got slapped like talk to those people because that's. That's what to me what makes it interesting. Absolutely. But it'll be about seven episodes to wrap up season 3, man. I think Dark Side of the Rings just really man, they're really doing well, man. Like it's yeah. it's a great show.
1: Yeah, really. It really
0: is. Um I'm kind of curious, do you think they'll they'll have a fourth season and what do they cover if they do? <laughs> they made a joke post about covering MJF just a couple of days ago. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I feel like maybe too soon but Joey Ryan could be a topic.
1: Uh, yeah. I think I don't know if the show will still be running by that point, by the time they're able to do one on him. But like, cause I feel like Joey Ryan is still a developing story.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. You know,
1: uh, we're, we're not probably not going to same with Velveteen dream. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're not going to hear anything about these guys for a couple of years. And then two or three years down the road,
0: like they're going to pop up in the news again. Um, Joey Ryan doesn't seem to be wrestling anymore. Cause he can't get booked. That's what I'm saying though. Like that's, <laughs> That's kind of the thing that gets me about that. Do you think he'll ever eventually worm his way back into wrestling? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, booking him, I feel like it's really a big, big time, like... There are plenty of super mark promoters out there. But why would... I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to personally knock the guy or the worker, but he's not worth the negative attention, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'll knock the guy. Fuck him.
1: Um yeah, I don't think he's worth it at all. Yeah. I mean, it just that would be a stupid stupid move on anybody's part
0: to book somebody like him or Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Um in in, in your uh in your show. Yeah, and well, I'm not i I'm not saying like not I mean, he's obviously a shitty human being. I meant like his work rate. Obviously he was a good performer. Yeah, he was a decent and, performer. And he was, you know, an entertaining guy. So I get it on that aspect, but to me he's not worth it in the sense of just the overall negative attention you're going to receive for the juice is not worth the squeeze is what I mean yep. in that, in that situation. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that definitely could be a, uh, could be a developing story as we hear more. Other than that, I'm trying to think of what else they could, they could talk about. China would be a good one. China would be an interesting one. I wonder if they would do Brody Lee. And I don't mean that in like a bad thing, but just explain what happened. Maybe, maybe. maybe. And yeah, cause
1: I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. that story at all. No, I mean, I just, I, think it's kind of a tragic thing that happened
0: right um but I, i've been re-watching season three like i love the brian pillman episodes yes i think collision in korea is really, i would actually like to saudi arabia you know dive into that yeah because i mean i and people can say what they want to i'm and i've talked to you about this i'm pretty sure the story of like them being held hostage there's something to that the fact that all the guys that said something about it publicly all got fired if you mm-hmm. look at it one by one, they've all kind of been let go. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. Well, and I will 100% trust
1: the boys over official statements from WWE. Of course, over official statements from Saudi Arabia news. Right. I don't trust that bullshit. Right. You know, I, I will 100% trust what the guys say.
0: Well, I mean, that we, we're there. Me and you
1: both work for corporate entities. Yes. You know. Yeah. Like, there, there's a solid. Solid chance they're
0: spinning the narrative a little bit. 100%. So that would be, if they were able to do it. Of course, there's enough guys now that have all been released that they wanted to openly talk about it. I don't really, unless there's some type of gag order we don't know about. They definitely could. Might be a literal gag order. When you talk about this, we're going to gag you. (laughs) Possibly. All right, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box, it's the ball of the show, we'll break your remain, do within the toy talk. Here we go. Open the box, it's the ball of the show, we'll break your refane, do within the toy talk. Alright, a little bit of toy talk this week. Um mostly AEW based. Uh, at uh at All Out, they do a little fan fest ahead of the uh, pay-per-view, which is a lot of fun, I think. If you were going to the show, that'd be a lot of fun to attend. Mm-hmm. Announced a lot of new um a lot of new stuff as far as the um, the AEW toy line. We saw that they officially announced Unrivaled Series Nine, yeah, uh, and Unmatched Series Four. Plus, we saw images for Unmatched Series Three, and um, and you know a new wrestling buddy. We saw some bloody variants coming out, which is really fun. Of the wrestling buddies? No, 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 of uh, the the figures. Okay. okay. The, the new wrestling. They announced a Sting wrestling buddy. Okay. That's the new one they announced, okay. but. Um, Unrivaled Series Nine: Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, Thunder Rosa, and Christian Cage. I mean, Sounds that's like a solid lineup, dude. Yeah, and also Christian's first AEW figure, which I feel like gets a little bit overlooked. Absolutely, yeah, I'm I'm 100 for it. Yeah, uh, Unmatched Series Four will include. Cody Rhodes in a suit, which I think is kind of something we expected at some point. Yeah. A new Hangman page, a new MJF. Jade Cargill, which is kind of a, a fun addition to the line. Okay, CM Punk, his first uh, action or WWE action figure in many years. AEW. AEW, excuse me. AEW figure. I'm turning to Jim Ross now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, finally, Corazon de Leon. Like, how cool is that? Like a freaking AAA version of Chris Jericho. Yeah. Or a Mexican version of his... Uh, of his career there. I think that's a really cool, like, legend-style figure. That is really cool.
1: Yeah, I dig some
0: Some cool stuff. Then we see, like, a explode exploding barbed wire deathmatch versions of Omega and Moxley with a little bit of blood. and Which is interesting. That's obviously not something WWE touches, but they make them ringside exclusives. I think it's a smart move. And then yeah, a a, a bloody version of Britt Baker, which was also kind of a, yep. a different version. So some cool stuff, man. I, I dig what AEW figures are doing.
1: Yeah, and it's a wonder, man. Like, WWE never, you know... Got on the ball and did, done some of those bloody variants, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's probably Mattel. Like, wow, well, we don't want to do that. Oh, I 100% bet it's Mattel. Yeah. Because,
0: yeah. I mean, they got to keep their name up there with Barbie, you know? Well, what's weird is I remember thinking, like, although they can't release that in store, Soda Hunter brought up a really good point, And he's like, yeah, but they make horror movie figures. They have blood on them. Mattel does? Not Mattel, but toy companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, they do, yeah. like, NECA does, like... Michael Myers and all that stuff, and Jason Voorhees, and they're all bloody and gross looking. I'm like, yeah, that's true. So it's not, it's not a store issue. It's that's what I'm saying. It's probably a Mattel issue because Mattel is for sure focused on like kids. And I wonder if it's because it's wrestling and it's based on. Because I remember, you, I'm yeah. sure you remember the Al Snow with head debacle from the Thought '90s, a decapitated head. Yeah. Which I'm like, he's a, he's in a singlet. Why would he, you know, be decapitating people? You yeah. stupid idiot. Yeah. To be fair, he's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the head says "help me." Well, yeah, of course. It's part of his wrestling character. You def- like, how did no one set that lady down? I'm like, let us explain this to but you. But going into that cold, I can see where she's coming from.
1: <laughs> if you yeah, don't know I- anything about wrestling, you see a plastic head that says "help me" on it, and then another plastic guy. I mean, it's. Maybe they should have like made that foam and like had zero detail on it or something. You know what
0: I mean? Like, if I remember right, like the that what they used for head was like a doll head because right. it was like squishy. Yeah, it looked like a like a generic Barbie doll head. Yeah, and so because it didn't look like a wrestling head, which they could have done, but it was right. like okay, it's like this is head, and and yeah. it didn't look like it like what he used on TV, but it was you know for the for the time it was close enough, and yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she did not she was not having it. She was not having it at all. I guess that really uh hurt Al snow figures in the future and all kinds of stuff. I want like, give me an Al Snow figure now. I guess Walmart legit was like we're not carrying Al snow figures ever again. <laughs> I'm like, can you imagine? Like, what terrible look. <laughs> I'd wear that
1: as a badge of honor. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. Like I'm baiting. I'd walk from into Walmart.
0: Walmart just strutting if I were Al snow I'd bring
1: head with me every single time. Like, yeah. you guys are getting head.
0: <laughs> you are getting it. But yeah, man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> AEW's got some cool stuff in the pipeline, so we'll kind of keep you updated on that. I guess um, Unrivaled Series Seven is up for a pre-order on Ringside. I, I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, someone leaked the back of the box, and they have a typo on there. Instead of Dax Harwood, it says Dax Hardwood. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure he's not going to be happy about that. Uh, anyway, we got some uh, Faultality news. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it, Breaker. Um, On Adrenaline this past week,
1: we're continuing the Faultality Tower, the completely original story of Tier 1 having to fight his way to an opportunity to face me and also be in talks of a future title shot. And uh, this past week, he fought one half of the tag team champions. One half of the longest reigning tag team champions, Breaker. He fought Poetic Prophet. Fantastic. And... um, be damned if he didn't sneak by a win. But uh we also have more fatality tournament action. As we saw Kreger from uh Wreck My Faction take on Soda Hunter. Soda Hunter's a guy I could see taking it all, man. He absolutely is. And Soda Hunter has had momentum like an MFR. And um he snuck, he snuck by with the win. He came out and he will be in the semifinals. Now we, now we know from last week that Travis Fowler. Not Travis Fowler, excuse me. We know from last week that Scott Toon and Jordan Zeilinger moved on. So right now, we're going to figure out who Soda Hunter is going to face as we also saw GBM versus Ricky the Roper Rex in this fatality Tournament. Well, it's
0: a main event anywhere in the country.
1: Breaker, on commentary during this, you know, I've, I've had the distinct pleasure of having Will Benes side by side um, to do commentary with me. He told me that when you get rid of one Global Wrestling Extreme member, more appear. Of and, course. I mean, I think everybody knows that. Yeah. And uh, he said they're like weeds. And I'll be damned if he wasn't telling the truth. Because mid-match, GBM had just hit his finishing move, The Corrupter. I swear the, the match was over. GBM was going to move on. Lights went out freaking can we get dirty just blasting over the pa system of course and then lights come back on and for the first time in phpw history
0: we got to see carl and jim
1: of the potpourri crew
0: oh carl and jim the potpourri crew we've heard about them yeah we've never seen them before yeah well, we saw them we and saw them we saw them this this occasion but yeah and the uh, hype so, was not real no, I, I can't imagine it was, but yeah. uh, Carl and Jim with the Potpourri Crew, yeah, you know, helping out uh, another Global Wrestling Extreme brethren. So because of that,
1: Ricky the Roper X moves on, defeats GBM, and congratulations, Soda Hunter! You basically get a layup. I mean, <laughs> you know, congrats. I mean, that's I, I unless unless Ricky decides to bring out the Potpourri Crew again, you know, I, I think Soda Hunter's got an easy easy route to the finals. But um, that's basically it, Breaker. Um, we're, we're wrapping things up. We're trying to get things going for Faultality. I think last week we did announce that Elvis Aliaga was going to get his rematch. We did. Elvis Aliaga against the current champion, Mike the Cleaner. Yes. Um, we will have the Faultality Tournament Finals at Faultality. The Faultality Tower uh, with Tier 1 is going to continue. And those are going to be surprise matches. You guys won't know who's going to be involved in those matches, who he's going to take on. So, um, good stuff. Right now, Breaker, I think that's all that needs to be announced right now that I know of. I don't think I'm missing anything, leaving anything out. I think that wraps
0: everything up this week. All right. And so give everyone a date when we will expect to see Faultality debut. Faultality Breaker will be September 25th late September the 25th fatality and of course this was uh this will kind of officially wrap up the first year of PHPW as we head yeah. into year 2 for Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds 2 I guess Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds will be the anniversary. Yes, absolutely. Well, that leads us into our tournament here for the um the cringiest moment in WCW and um last week we had of course an interesting uh, bracket. Um, it was our final first-round bracket. Tank Abbott in three-count versus Jay Leno Wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, astounding victory. Jay Leno wins 67% to 33%.
1: I kind of figured he would. Yeah. Um, but it's a damn shame because that that
0: Tank Abbott in three-count was pretty damn cringy. It really was. It was one of those classic things of like, why the hell would they do that? Yeah. So now our semifinals look like this. Hulk Hogan in the actual Dungeon of Doom. Oklahoma Mm all-encompassing the entire run. Mm -hmm. Judy Bagwell on a pole. And Jalen O. Wrestling. So, semifinal match number one. Hulk Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom versus Oklahoma. Man, I want Hulk Hogan to win this one so bad.
1: But I feel like Oklahoma's taking it.
0: (sighs) It would be hard for Oklahoma not to win. Like this whole tournament. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and that's... I should have thought that through. I, I mean, I made this I, I made this tournament for him. Right.
0: But I should have thought it through because I don't think there's anything really even comparable to Oklahoma. There's not. And that's the unfortunate thing. Like, we didn't have the – I mean, there's some other moments we didn't even have on here. Oh, yeah, you know, know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Macho Man slapping Torrey Wilson. That wasn't on there. Oh, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> yeah, he came in backstage, and this is when he was like Ponytail Crazy Macho Man. Pimp. Yeah. Basically. And uh she was like laughing. He was like, laughing at me? Yeah. Yeah, it was like real brief. It was like, holy shit, like that just happened. Jeez. Yeah. And so um there's a lot of cringy moments and probably some we don't even remember. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, but uh Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom or Oklahoma, who is going to win? Who? All right, man. Well that really that pretty much wraps up episode three ninety seven. Anything else you want to add? That's it. Well, real quick, we need to touch on this. Um, PHPWshop.com. Yes. We have some new designs on there. Yes, we do. Um, we got the uh, Doing the Favor. Vicious and Delicious. Yes, we got that one. We got the
1: Ethan Chambers Burning Rubber. NASCAR style design, all of it. Yeah, we have...
0: The Brigade Butcher. Gbm. GVM.
1: GVM, yes. And then we have the uh, Scranton Syndicate... You know, Scranton welcomes you to pain or hell or whatever. Those
0: guys are well on their way to some big moments. Yeah. I think. Oh god. <laughs> you yeah. never know. Scranton Syndicate—they're uh, quite the formidable duo. See, you love them, and I just—I hate those guys. They're so weird. No, I don't love them, but I—that's something about being around someone like that. I feel better about myself. I saw. I saw you chopping it up with them and catering don't hey you, don't hang, out you hang out with bill Venus. you hang out with i'm Benis. contractually obliged to hang out with bill Benis. not as much as you do though you haven't read the contract pal yeah apparently not i've never read a contract even my own <laughs> <laughs> anyway we got some plugs to dive into um of course, got to throw it out to our buddies Jeff and Scott over there at the Wrestling Figure, the fully Posable wrestling figure podcast. Drops every Sunday, just like this show. Two great dudes and a really fun show. Check it out. And Scott also has a little side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes, check all those shows out. Great stuff. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, another uh, another favorite of ours. Two great dudes. Uh, love chopping it up with those guys. Love listening to the show. I just caught up on a couple episodes this past week. Um, love love talking to doing the favor. And great dudes, and I think you'll love the show as well.
1: Absolutely, hey, and shout out to doing the favor. Uh,
0: I uh, there we go. We kind of <laughs> lost audio for a second there, anyway. You won the pony,
1: I won the pony. The old Mark Marrow giveaway, uh, bigger than a score, Bane won it. So, congratulations, yeah, get got me some Mark Marrow swag coming my way, dude. I'm all about Mark Marrow, damn right. I, I am too. Do you like Johnny be bad better though? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give give me a man that wears lipstick and eyeliner, and I'm all about it. I'm a bad man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah, the PPW podcast, the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Check them out as well. Steve and Eric um, doing some fantasy uh, pay per views, which is always fun. I think on a coming upcoming episode, they're going to review Royal Rumble '94. Yeah, right up my alley. I love it. A ringside Rant with RJ is another great show. The Leisure and Larrys podcast with our buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson, Boot to the Face, another really fun show. Yep. Tales from the Estate with uh, with our good friend Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin, another another favorite of ours. Absolutely, yeah, dude, I
1: love that show. I mean, every every Thursday, I, yep. I, I try to I try to make sure like first thing in the morning, download
0: sure, and go. Right? Yeah, it's like one of the first things I listen to in the morning. I just. Love that show. It's, it's a good th- show. It's a great one. In fact, I didn't even mention this. I'm wearing a new fully posable shirt. So I actually ordered this and the uh, Tales from the Estate. We're live, pal. A yes. few weeks ago. So breaking this one out, which is fun. Solid stuff. Definitely. Uh, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. Always doing some fun stuff. They're doing Twilight movies now, which is... I saw that. that. That's got to be like brutal. <gasps> Hard to get through for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they might be into it.
1: Um, uh. Who, which which one is it? I, one of them talks like he's like a film buff. I can't. I can no Cam. Cam, yes, yes. And I, I'm like, man, I just because I guess he's seen them all or something like that. And I'm like, I I couldn't sit through those. Like I just.
0: I've I've watched the first one. I was not into it. Yeah, I've I've watched the first one too, and I don't even know if I watched all of the first. Oh, one. I definitely don't think I've watched
1: that much of them. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, sounds sounds rough to me.
0: Yeah, it's our new Batman.
1: Yeah. Oh boy! We I heard he's <laughs> gonna be good in the Batman, though.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'll give him. I'll give him a benefit of a doubt. Have you seen all the reviews for that movie? Supposedly, yeah. I don't know if I buy it though. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna be buying it all the way to hell soon. No, absolutely. I don't buy movie reviews. I don't. I, I feel like they're biased what? now. What? Yeah, I don't like movie reviews because I'm like I'd rather watch it for myself and make my own opinion. Well, I, I, I get that, but like. I just, I'm just saying, if if you wanted your movie to do well, don't think those guys don't take a little extra cheese under the table. Take like take a little grease in their palms. Of you know course, what I'm saying? yeah. Like I mean, to me, like and and I mm-hmm. love Marvel movies, but all those get like great reviews for the most part, and mm-hmm. then like Venom gets a bad review, and I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. And it wasn't because you know, it's Fox, right? It was Sony, but was this? I guess it was, was Ven- Venom. Is Sony, but they do that as a way to, I think. Because I think they that with a lot of the DC films, Mm -hmm. you know, give them bad reviews. And I think they're like, hmm, maybe we need to pay some people. So I don't give a lot of merit to reviews. I'm going to wait to see it myself. I do do think he's going to do really well. He is a phenomenal actor. I'm excited for Paul Dano as the Riddler. I will say that. I've heard
1: that he's like insane as the Riddler. I think
0: he would be a good villain. So I'm I'm excited for that. I'm very excited. Um, Of course, we also got Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. i got to throw it out there real quick on this. Uh, uh, The Wolf Club, uh, you know, his uh, his Wolf Chop Shop uh, membership club, he sent out his first newsletter this week Mm -hmm. and kind of has his updates for everything that's going to be happening throughout the next quarter. Really cool stuff, man. Like, it's a super, super cool thing. So I'm looking forward to everything he's got going there, and I think everyone will, uh, if you didn't sign up, you're going to regret it because it's good stuff. And then, of course, pulling up a chair with a chair shot. Uh, Check out that show as well. Yep. And then uh, Wrestling Comic Book, Scrapple Hold, To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, and Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. You can find those on Amazon or on Comixology. And then, of course, our own podcast, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Unfortunately, I think you're on a bit of a hiatus right now, but there's still plenty of Bill Benis over on our Patreon. Yeah. Season four is Ben Dunsky. Um,
1: don't know when he's coming back, but... Um... I would assume. It seems like that mofo always likes to come back around the holidays, at least for a couple episodes, so. A
0: little Christmas <clears> special <throat> action. Yeah,
1: Halloween, Christmas, all that nonsense,
0: so. I think it definitely could happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, of course, uh, my my shows, you know it's fake, right? Uh, every Monday, we just had uh, Jordan Zeilinger on for an episode, which is a lot of fun. Awesome. I think everyone will enjoy that. He drops a couple of things people probably did not know, and then... Um, and next week an Oklahoma wrestler Justin Lee will be joining me which will be a really fun conversation as well. He's a he's an Oklahoma vet, absolutely he is. Yeah. He's been around.
1: He was uh he was wrestling when you and I were in high school. Yeah,
0: he was. Yeah, yeah he's been around for a while there. Um, then uh, oh, t- the TV Toycast, we just dropped an episode on Star Wars. Next week we're going to be dropping a really fun episode on Pogs which is going to be really fun. I can't wait for everyone to hear that just because it's – we dove into, like, the history of them, and it's great stuff. Yeah. Super fun. And then um, we have our new shirt over at uh, whatamaneuver.net, the Masters of the Toy Cast, kind of a, you know, Masters of the Universe-looking design. So check that out over on What a Maneuver.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: All of Bane's music you can find on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes. You have the Bane albums and singles <laughs> as well as anti bane. Yep, it is all on there. At least uh it
1: should be anyway. I haven't I haven't looked up the anti bane stuff in a while. It should still be on there. I don't see why it wouldn't be
0: but I have that album so it still plays but I haven't looked to see if it's uh still on the uh, I
1: can I can look too real quick while we're this is this is
0: live pal. The anti bane nothing pops up
2: <laughs> let me see
0: yeah, it's okay,
1: so it's still on still on Apple. Um still on Apple Music, so you can at least get it there.
0: Well, I think if you search Bane, it'll probably show up in Well, anti Bane's one word. Ah, see that was where I was messing up. Yep. Kind of like anti venom, right? Yes. There it is. Yep. Just one Trapped. word. Trapped. Yep. So all that is on there. Um Check that out. Definitely. And any updates on any new tunes where we're gonna see something new coming around the the around the corner? No, I haven't been working on anything yet.
1: Um, I have been very, very much uh depleted energy mentally wise, um, as of late. So haven't worked on anything. I even promised like that Halloween story for patrons. I haven't even worked on it because it's like mentally, I'm just effing drained. I hear you. Um, so, so um, no, no updates musically, but
0: um, I will, I will definitely hit you guys up when when I do have one. Oh, definitely. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. But again, I, I think it would be better for you to have like music that you want to put out there as opposed to just putting it out. Yes. Slapping it together yeah. real quickly. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, if you guys want to support us, Patreon.com forward slash BBPH is the way to do that. You get the weekly energy shot. You get a once-a-month podcast of Breaker Retro Gamer where you get uh, PHPW Adrenaline every week and uh, other yeah. fun stuff. Like uh, you talk about the Halloween story, which hopefully we will be able to pull off before Halloween, If which will be fun.
1: If I can't pull it off the original idea, I will do something. I have already thought, like, well, if I can't muster up the creative gonads to, to write, you know, four weeks worth of short story, then I can at least pick out like four awesome, like creepy pastas or something like that. And just kind of read them out, you know, sure. As an audio thing. Definitely, um, I can do something for Halloween to make it fun. Um, I'm just trying not to overexert myself mentally because like I said,
0: I am burnt to a crisp, burnt to a crisp. Yep. Also outsiders beard co. Yes, Got a beard? Need you some beard balm, beard oil? That's a place to go to get it. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Um,
1: I think I said it last week and I lied to you guys again. Um, but by this time this drops, all the fall stuff should be up. So check it out.
0: It should be up there. Absolutely. And if you want to pick up a t-shirt of ours, prowrestlingtees.com uh, pro forward slash Brian Breaker bbph.redbubble.com and of course whatabaneuver.net where you can get the new uh gi joe style design the power mowing hour style design plus a new design going up probably the first part of october a little halloween style shirt i think everyone will love do we got two halloween designs coming up that i think everybody's gonna like
1: yes love yeah um
0: one will be on What a Maneuver. Mm-hmm. The other one will be, of course, on phpwshop.com. Yeah, because it's related to that. Yes, and uh, that's another place to go. And if you guys um, want to support that, um, know that you are supporting multiple people. You're supporting us and our you know adventure throughout phpw but also the individuals uh involved in the shirt so if you want to buy a drew Vinsel shirt you're directly supporting him yes mike the cleaner soda hunter whoever it might be and uh, they get a little kickback from it as well absolutely so and we actually get better royalties than wwe so (laughs) keep that in mind yeah it's pretty good yeah well it's better than nothing so yeah pretty much that's what they would do (laughs) uh anyway anything else you want to add man uh, that's it thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour I'm Brian Breaker I'm Bane we'll see you guys in seven days he's easy yeah one more
1: time <laughs> It was good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son
0: of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch.
1: Can now dig it, Sega?
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.